Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Budgeting for your personality. If past budgets have failed you, that's today's College Investor Audio Show. Welcome. All right, you know, if there's one thing that bothers me in the personal finance world, it's when everyone is grouped into one little box. Can't stand it. Why? It doesn't work. While the same set of principles will uniformly apply when it comes to creating real, lasting wealth, there are a hundred different paths that will lead you to the same end result. Maybe you felt this way about budgeting. If you try budgeting and continually fail, there's a good chance you're following advice that doesn't suit your personality or natural tendencies. It's time to find the budget that best suits you. Here are three popular ways to budget, plus different methods you can use to carry them out, which may make all the difference for you. Zero-based budget. Useful for a wide variety of people. A zero-based budget is the most popular and can be a good starting point if you're new to budgeting. With a zero-based budget, you spend all of your money before it even reaches your bank account. Every single dollar is accounted for. To use this budget, first, tally up your monthly income. Next, take a good look at all of your regular monthly fixed expenses and list them out. After that, start listing all of the variable expenses you have. Lastly, make budgeting accounts for savings goals. And don't forget to account for yearly expenses like property tax and insurance. If you brought home $2,500 per month, here's an example of what a zero-based budget would look like. So the starting balance is $2,500. I'm not going to actually read all of the different numbers because that could be confusing on a podcast, but you're basically putting down things like rent, food, debt repayment, health insurance, internet, utilities, transportation, Netflix, entertainment, clothing, etc. And then you're left over with zero dollars. When you're using this type of budget, you're really being very intentional with your money. You make a plan and stick to it. Here are the pros of this. If you're working with a regular salary each month, you can essentially create one zero-based budget and then just use it over and over again. <laughs> as long as you plan monthly for one big time, for all those big time expenses, like insurance and taxes, that require lump sum payments. Now, of course, there will be at least something you've forgotten to include and unexpected expenses will pop up. That's just a fact of life. You'll just need to tweak your budget during those times. The cons of this, if you're working with irregular income, zero-based budgeting can be a little bit trickier. To make it work, average out your past month's worth of income and go off of that or budget based off of your lowest expected income. The other downside is that zero-based budgeting can feel restrictive to some, especially since it's easy to forget to budget for life's little treats, like a morning coffee or maybe a new pair of shoes. If you fail to honestly account for your spending, a zero-based budget is not going to work for you. Different ways to carry out a zero-based budget. So, if you want to create your own zero-based budget, there are a few different ways you can go about it. YNAB Budgeting Software YNAB, or You Need a Budget, is budgeting software that is built around the zero-based budget. With YNAB, you'll create a budget based on your income and then have a goal of getting one month ahead. YNAB will track your spending for you 
and let you know how your spending is lining up with the budget you created. YNAB is an excellent program for anyone who likes to look at their budget often and wants spending tracked for them. Cash Envelope System The Cash Envelope System made popular by Dave Ramsey is a method in which you draw out cash for your budgeting categories at the beginning of each month and then just divide them up into different envelopes. Each envelope represents a different spending category, food, entertainment, or clothing, budgeting for Christmas gifts, all that stuff. And when the money is gone, it's gone. This is a good method for people who feel the burn when spending cash rather than just handing over a piece of plastic. Spreadsheets or pen and paper. You can use budgeting spreadsheets or just plain old pen and paper to create a zero-based budget and track your expenses throughout the month. There are also budgeting spreadsheets that you can purchase that are pretty advanced. This is a good method for the hands-on type who likes to track everything manually. Pay yourself first budget, useful for savers. When I first started trying to improve my personal finances, I used a zero-based budget. I was running a pretty tight ship, and at that point, the zero-based method worked. Over the past couple of years, my expenses have changed, and my income has been all over the place. Now, a zero-based budget just stresses me out. Instead, I focus on paying myself first and not sweating the small stuff. This method works great if you're already hyper-aware of your spending and have no problem living below your means. Here's how this method works. Automate savings in retirement. The first step is automate your savings in retirement. If you're working on paying off debt, you can automate that too. To start, take a good look at your regular income and expenses and make savings in retirement goals. Now, divide those yearly savings goals by 12 and set up an automatically monthly deposit that goes toward your savings goals. I personally use Capital One 360 to create multiple accounts for different savings goals. I then have a certain amount deposited into each goal. My retirement contributions and college savings for kids are automatically invested on the same day every month. Pay regular bills and decide what to do with possible surpluses. After all saving goals are hit and regular bills are paid, you might still end up with a surplus of money at the end of the month. If so, you get to decide how to spend it. You can send it straight to savings or you can spend it on a night out. You've met your goals, so it's up to you. Here are things you need to have in place to really make this work. Savings for one-time expenses, like car insurance premiums, car repairs, yeah, all of that. An emergency fund, which is basically three to six months of living expenses, set aside for absolute emergencies only, and good spending habits. If you're just starting out with budgeting, you may find that spending a few months tracking your expenses with a zero-based budget and then switching to this method will work pretty well. The 50-20-30 budget, useful for those who like hard and fast rules and have spender tendencies. The 50-20-30 budget could come in handy if you prefer to have a set of rules to follow when deciding what to do with your money. I'm personally not a huge fan of this type of budgeting, but that doesn't mean it won't work for you. With a 50-20-30 budget, you divvy up your income into three categories. 50% goes toward housing, transportation, utilities, and groceries. 20% goes toward saving, retirement, and debt repayment. The remaining 30% goes toward lifestyle choices like entertainment, internet, phone bill, childcare, etc. Or said another way, everything else. <laughs> These are just general guidelines. 
If you can increase your savings in retirement and lower one of the other two categories, that's never a bad decision. Ignore blanket advice and make your budget work for you. In general, there's really no right or wrong way to budget. I do believe, though, that there's a right or wrong way to budget for your specific personality and stage of life. If you've repeatedly failed to set and stay on a budget, then you may have been trying to make a method that doesn't match your personality work for you. Now, go make a budget and stick to it, whatever kind of budgeting it is. That's our show today for the College Investor Audio Show. Thanks so much for stopping by. And if you want to see links and different resources to help you with your budgeting, you can find it at thecollegeinvestor.com. That's thecollegeinvestor.com.